Syzygy, episode 105, Back to the Moon, 2023 edition. And welcome back to another edition of the Syzygy podcast. My name is Chris Stewart, and as ever, I am sitting in the office of Dr. Emily Brunsden. At the table in her office, the big round table in front of the big, still empty whiteboard. Emily, how you doing, and why is the whiteboard still blank? I'm doing wonderfully, Good. but I still have mysterious people coming and cleaning my whiteboard and for another few weeks. So mm. I'm holding off, and then I'm just going to do a massive brain dump of all the wonderful Syzygy ideas. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's too blank. It's too white. We need to fill it with stuff. But the good thing is that we have plenty of stuff to talk about today. We're going to leap straight in because today we're going to be talking about future missions to the moon. Now, when I say that, that makes it sound like, you know, for the last several decades, since we were last on the moon, which was like the 70s, right? Like human beings stepping on the moon. We've had various things go to the moon since. But since the 70s, there's not been a lot, you know. We've been no, up in orbit. It's, but there's, it's pretty patchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so future missions to the moon have sort of been kind of sci-fi far enough off into the future that, you know, one day, one day we'll return and we'll put a base up there and there'll be people living on the moon and we'll do all this stuff, but it's like distant future. Today, though, we're going to be talking about not just stuff which is years away. We're not going to be talking about stuff which is couple of years down the track, five years down the track. Emily, we're talking about like the next 12 to 18 months, right? Oh, not even that. Not even that. that. No, literally this spring, summer, if you, uh, you subscribe to the Northern Hemisphere view of seasons. <laughs> yes. So in the, in the coming, what, six months? Yeah. There's a bit happening in the direction of the moon. Turns out the moon's a popular place. <laughs> the moon is the place to be. And so Emily has taken it upon herself to become completely au fait and expert-like with all of, expert adjacent, adjacent perhaps, expert adjacent with all of the upcoming moon missions just in the in the next like six months. Yeah. So what's it like one or two? Well, we're going to look at six today. Six. Just six. Just six. And I want to definitely preface this entire episode with, I actually don't know a lot about solar system exploration. This is not your particular area of expertise. Uh, no, no. Right. Okay. So, so when I did my research here, I looked at the, the upcoming missions and what their goals were and what they kind of they were doing, and I've just picked up select pieces of information that I thought are interesting, but we were not really going to be talking a lot of science okay. today. So it's not a deep dive here today. We're not going to be tearing these things apart at sort of the the um, each mission's scientific reason for being so much as, oh my God, did you know we're doing this? I've been getting these messages from, from Emily over the last couple of days going, my brain's exploding. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. So I'm looking forward to this one. So Emily... Where do we start? Yes. Well, most of the information that I'm going to be telling you about today has come from the reliable source of Wikipedia. Good. Excellent. So just a heads up there that this is some of these sort of dates and ambitions may or may not be current. Well, they're, they're current as of about February 2023. That seems to be the last sort of big update that do I saw. Do you remember when Wikipedia was something that you were supposed to avoid? Because like you... you 
you know, if you were to write an essay in school or something, I mean, okay, Wikipedia wasn't around when I was in school, but just go with me on this one. Um, you couldn't possibly reference Wikipedia because it's not trustworthy. Can you imagine living without Wikipedia now? Absolutely I not. must use it like 20 times a day yeah. now. And it's... What I, is that thing? Oh, I don't know what that thing is. Look it up on Wikipedia. Putting the stuff together for this show in the... Like when I'm putting the, the final notes together for the podcast... Half of it's Wikipedia. And you can just, it's trustworthy. And here's, an, here's a foreshadowing of what we're going to find out in this episode. Yeah. Turns out that it's not just us going to the moon. Wikipedia is going to the moon as well. What? Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to this one. Kick us off, Emily. We've got right. half a dozen to get through. <laughs> yeah. What's number one? So spring summer launches 2023. Mm-hmm. So to put this in context, first of all, we had 16 moon missions in 2022. 16. 16, yeah. There were heaps of them. Wow. We talked about some of them, um, and we talked about particularly some of them from, actually it was around about 2019 when we last had a serious little touch on some of the moon missions, because it was in 2019 that we had um, Bereshit, which was the Israeli mission that crashed and had tardigrades that went crawling. Tumbling across the surface of the moon. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was episode 43. We also talked about um, Chandrayaan 2, which was also not a particularly successful mission where the lander smashed and, yeah, destroyed the lander and the rover. That's Indian. Yep, that was the Indian Space Agency. For two space programs, like Israeli and Indian, which are not like they're not at the top of your, you know, the the list in your mind of who do you reckon is going to be going and doing a successful landing on the moon or successful mission to the moon? They're not two of the the ones that immediately come to they're mind. They're not the top two. So no. to get there at yeah. all, oh yeah, brilliant. You know, brilliant. when you consider that the lovely Mr. Musk blew up a rocket, you know, successfully launched and then it blew up. And yes, I know that's a very different thing, but. Just launching something mm. is hard. Oh, yeah. So getting to the moon, even if you crash into it, is a fair achievement. Yeah, exactly. And then we also did mention um, Chang'e 5, which was the Chinese yes. uh, mission. So the, yeah. those were a few that I'm guessing we're touching on from the past. That was kind of around 2019 when we last seriously spoke about them. As I say, 16 went up in 2022. Two of them failed of mm. that 16. So, you know, this isn't easy. You know, this is by no means guaranteed. It doesn't sound easy. I mean, I don't think anyone's accusing anyone of of being a bit of a wuss if you don't manage to do it properly. No, no. And we're already expecting nine total in 2023 and maybe 10, 12 or so in 2024. Wow. So it really is all happening. Yeah. yeah, So what's going on? Right, so the six we're going to look at. So the first one, I'm cheating a little bit and I'm going back in time. All right. Okay. So uh, the six future ones is includes one in the past future. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Um, and that was Juice, mm-hmm. which launched uh, the 14th of April. Just a little while ago. And that's pretty exciting. Yes, very exciting. Are you surprised that we're talking about Juice, though? Mm. Going to the moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with the moon because it's going to Jupiter. Yeah. So, well, it's doing a fly by the moon. So, we, we, oh, okay, that one counts. Uh, yeah, okay, you got me on it. that one. Yeah, why is it? But why is it doing a fly? Just because it can? Gravitational slingshot. Oh, I didn't. I never really thought of using the moon as a gravitational slingshot. Well, the Earth, Moon. Yeah, the whole system. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because that's a really cool thing in 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 space travel is sometimes to give yourself a bit of a boost. Because like getting into space is hard, but then getting between places in space is even harder hmm. because you got to get the speed right and the direction right and. Speed and, and direction are very difficult things. You've got to take a lot of fuel. Mm. Or you can just borrow a bit of momentum 
from something else really yeah. big that won't mine so much. And a big planety, moony type thing, if you can just swing around it, do all your equations right, and you pick up a little bit of that planet's or moon's momentum, and it slingshots you out in the direction that you want to go, which is really cool. It's kind of like a free speed boost. Yeah. Because the moon's not going to notice. No. It's not like it's going to slow down and crash into us or something. No, 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 no. Cool. Okay, so that one counts. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll mention juice. So that's already launched, but it hasn't reached the moon yet. Yeah. And we haven't really talked much about, like, what, what's where, what's it going to do after that? It's going we'll, to Jupiter. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, we're getting there. I'm okay, doing I'm the sorry. overview, Chris. The sorry. Overview. Sorry. Okay, yeah. back up. Yep. So there's Juice. Then there's Mission 1. Yep. Now, Mission 1's the topical one because that's about to launch next week on the 4th of May. It's a... um. It's not a particularly inventive name. No. Mission 1 of N? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess you've got quite a few numbers to get through. <laughs> Start at 1. Yeah. Go up from there. Um, we've then got Intuitive Machines 1. Right. Which includes Doge 1. Right. So there's a couple of ones in here. Mm-hmm. Could be ones to watch. Mm-hmm. We've then got Chandrayaan 3. Oh, well. Okay. So, Someone's had a bit of experience already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you want to go by numbers and experience, we've then got Luna 25. Wow. These, are, these people have really, really nailed this one. Yeah. And we've got the last one, which is going to go up sometime in August, we hope, is Slim. Slim. Not yeah. even slim one, just slim. Just slim. Slim. Cool. All yeah. right. Now, all the, now that I've picked your interest. Okay. Are you, <laughs> yes. Juice I'm Mission up, I'm One. paying attention. <laughs> Juice Mission One, Intuitive Machines One, Chandrayaan Three, Luna 25, and Slim. You know there's going to be some great acronyms here. Yeah. Kick us off, Emily. Where right. are we starting? Let's go to Juice. So Juice is, um, I guess, probably the biggest mission that we're going to talk about today. It's the standard. It's ESA, so the European Space Agency. These are um, big organizations doing Big honking space science. Yeah. And like a proper astronomical mission, it's got a terrible acronym. Of course. So take me through it. JUICE. Uh, I don't even know how you make JUICE. <laughs> Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer. Uh, well, no. Okay. J-U for Jupiter. Mm. I-C-E yeah. for ice. I, oh, I see. It's I-C. I-C for ice. And then E for M- explorer. Yeah, just forget the moon. And we ignore the moon. And JUICE. You've got JUICE. Yeah. Yeah. Look, in terms of astronomical acronyms, you could do worse. Oh, there's been many, many worse. Yeah. Many worse. It's not my favourite, but Just you in know. the last 10 episodes of this podcast, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer. So it kind of does what it says in the tin. Yeah. It's going to look at the icy moons of Jupiter. And explore them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what's, it, what's it looking for? Which moons in particular? So we're going to Ganymede, Callisto and Europa. Okay. Just to, just to wave high? Or is there something in particular that we're looking oh, for? Oh, well, of course we're looking for life. Of course. Always looking for life. Yeah, because icy moon, icy moon means, like, are we talking water ice? Well, mostly, yes. And then icy on the surface, but probably has an enormous liquid ocean underneath. If that liquid ocean has got enough kind of energy, which it seems that they have, otherwise there wouldn't be liquid. So there must be an energy source there, whether that's kind of tidal interactions with Jupiter or indeed its own sort of self-volcanism, kind of extra stuff cooling down. So there's a possibility, therefore, that life could live in these deep oceans Mm. underneath the ice. Because that's the experience here on Earth, right, is that anywhere where you've got the right kind of chemicals, and in particular sort of water and organic-y type things, and energy, like literally anywhere where where you've got quantities of that, pretty much of any magnitude, 
you've got life. Yeah, which forced. is pretty much everywhere, yeah, right? Like but, the whole planet. Yeah. So if it's possible somewhere else, well, these moons are a really good candidate. Exactly. What's your bet? What do you reckon? Are they going to find it? No. No. <laughs> but, you know. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use it to, you know, find out more wonderful stuff about moons in a solar system, I'm all on board. <laughs> but you don't think we're going to dig up Jovian, Jovian, yeah. Jovian, Jovian lunar life. Up no. There. Mm. Well, watch this space. Yeah, so it's exciting. So Callisto and Europa are kind of the the, the ones that the not so much the flybys, but they're going to be the early uh, ones to explore. And then uh, Juice is going to settle in a nice orbit around Ganymede and do some really close observations, looking for. It's got some imaging sensors. It's got altimeters on it, so it can look at the height of the features on the surface of the moon. It's looking at magnetic fields. It's looking at radar to look at the ice thickness. Is it packing it all in? I guess if you go all that way, yeah, yeah well, you want you know, all the sensors. Exactly, yeah. and it's it's easy. This is this is a big you know yeah. pathfinding yeah. mission. They're throwing that's a lot of money at it. Good, yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah. very very exciting. Yeah, and the point is, it's going to these other moons, but for today's episode, it's slingshotting. It's grabbing some of our moon's energy. Is it doing anything else as it goes past? It's not sort of using some of its sensors to have a look down. Possibly, and go, yeah. I didn't. I didn't look into much detail, but yeah, they're probably going to have a little test out of at least some of the cameras and things. I'd imagine would kind of make sense to do that. Where you like, how long does it take light to get from us to Jupiter? Plenty, plenty, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, if you need to do any little sort of corrections or sending of data or quick rewrite that bit of the program and fling it up there. It's easier to do that to the, sort of the moon yeah. than it is to Jupiter. That's true. That's yeah. true. Anyway, what do I yeah. know? I'm sure they've got smarter people than me working on this one. They've got to figure it out. <laughs> so Juice is going to do a flyby of the moon next August. Okay. So okay. it's already launched. So I counted its launch date as being this year, but the flyby is next August. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to reach Jupiter in... Hang on. What's it, what's it doing in the meantime then? It's just... Just hanging around. Sling and sh- it's building up in its uh, orbit. So, you know, it takes so a it's while. Just it's, just right. it's not up. just I'd had in my head like some whang, it just does a single whang, off it goes. But oh, no, no this it's stuff takes up. forever. Oh, right. This stuff's hard. Yeah. I mean, you think how long it takes to get to Mars. Yeah, well, yeah. Jupiter's even like twice as far. Mm. Goodness. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're not expecting to arrive until july 2031 2031 what yeah wow a little bit of a wait on that one yeah imagine being in that part of that mission group at, at isa and just hey okay we've launched great and and then wait a little while we'll do swing past the moon and then oh, who's for lunch you know you've got a really long time to wait then exactly and considering that these missions take a decade or more to put together yeah. As well, right? Yeah. You've got to have patience to be in this kind of field. This is long-term science. Okay, cool. Well, good luck, Juice. Yep. Do your thing. Off we go to Juice. So let's start with the proper launches. Okay. So ones that you, I guess, potentially can watch, several of them at least, on NASA, t- well, not yeah, NASA yeah. TV. but yeah. Whichever, whichever TV. Some, somebody's on. TV who's YouTube filming it. From, somewhere, yeah, on, yeah. somewhere on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the first one is actually a really interesting one called Mission One. Mission One. Now, again, not a good name. I no. mean, it does what it says on the tin. It's our first mission. But so who is this? Who's Mission One? So Mission One is largely a private company mm-hmm. behind it, although it's got a couple of other bits and pieces They obviously as well. don't have some have terribly many particularly good PR people. No, they could have worked with marketing a little bit more yeah, yeah. on this one, perhaps. But the company's called Astrobiotic. 
Okay. So a private company, but there's also some pretty significant input from UNAM. UNAM is uh, the National Autonomous University of Mexico. Okay. And CMU, which is Carnegie Mellon University right. in the US. Okay. So, so mission one, yep. what's it doing? When's it going and what's it doing? So it's going up on the 4th of May. Right. So just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's an exciting launch. Um, so it's got something called a Peregrine the lander. So Peregrine's kind of the vehicle that will take all the stuff that's to the surface of the moon. Okay. And by say all the stuff, there are 28 payloads what? of stuff. That's like, that's a lot of boxes. Yeah. I'm imagining sort of, you know, the, the, the back of a, of a large SUV, just packing the stuff in there and launching it into orbit. 28 payloads, which come from 33 different suppliers. Wow. So it's it's interesting. I mean, fourteen of the payloads of the twenty eight are NASA. Okay. So NASA's put some money to, into it. They've got this um, particular branch of NASA called the Commercial Payloads something whatever. Something yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Commercial Launch Payloads Service or something that where they pay other private companies to take bits of NASA kit. You know, this this is the actual science instrument. So sure. we're interested in putting another kind of. Um, Laser rangefinder, or interested in putting another seismologist, or seismologist, <laughs> seismometer on the moon, or what, yep. whatever they want to do. You know, these sort of small scale experiments, and they think, well, you're going to the moon, we'll pay you a little bit, and you can take our stuff as well. So, does it all sort of go up there, like, you know, in, in a big crate, or is there a robotic arm that carefully sort of unloads them all and put, spreads them out on the surface? Like, what's going on well, here? I think it's pretty rudimentary. Yeah, I think it's kind <laughs> it's of just, just kind of opens up box. and sort of just drops all the stuff. <laughs> and it all just tumbles out <laughs> yeah, across something the... like that. Yeah. So it's crazy. But yeah, so and amongst all these payloads, I picked out some of the interesting bits because okay. I thought, let's, let's look at some of the kind of the... You should be aware of what we as humanity are currently sending to the moon. Do I want to know this? Some of it's downright weird. Okay. Right. So there are six rovers as part of this payload. Right. Which is quite interesting. Maybe those six rovers can help to drive the other bits around. Well, maybe. <laughs> and then just have a little bulldozer shovel to sort of push things yeah. off. Yeah, the... all the other ones just get to hook onto the back of it and just get dragged. I can see that. Good. They're, they're called, generally called micro rovers, mm -hmm. although there is one in particular that's quite interesting, called an, which is a nano rover. Nano rover. How, like... I'm already imagining quite small for micro. How big do you have to be to be a nano rover on the well, moon? And second question, isn't the moon like really dusty? Like you wouldn't want to be too nano. You'd just get buried in dust. And it's really sticky dust too. It I is very the, sticky. I've yeah. seen the movies. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really worried for this nano rover now. <laughs> Coming from a physics department, who you you already know that there are things like nanobots and yeah. you know all this kind of yeah, nanotechnology. Your, your bloodstream, which is yeah, tiny, all that tiny, stuff tiny that stuff that was in the COVID vaccination, apparently. Oh yeah, indeed. Um, the nano rovers, I will rest give, rest your assurance, uh, they're about the size of a shoebox. Okay, it, even so. Yeah, I'm still a bit concerned. It's quite big. Yeah. For a nano. Yeah, but like It's I not said, going to go in your bloodstream. It's really, it's like really, I, I just hope it's got really good tyres is all I'm saying. Yeah. I, you know, I hope they've thought this one through. So the, the nano robot. <laughs> the robot. The nano robot is called Iris. It used to be called Andy. I don't know what the reason behind the name change was. Don't know. Changes um, pronouns, perhaps. Yeah, I, 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 I missed that one. But mm. anyway, Iris um, is being sent up by um, a university, which 
I should have written the name down of. I think I did at some point. One of the universities. I think this is is Carnegie Melton's. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. This is their uh, one. So, yeah, about two kilos, the size of a shoebox. And it's kind of, it's a proof of concept. Right. It's going to drive around. Yeah. Is this like, I mean, presumably like radio controlled from down on earth? People are driving it around or is it just going to go and do its own thing? Yeah, it's not autonomous. (laughs) I don't think. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's not quite the next kind of um, curiosity or the next uh, perseverance, but hey-ho. But it's, it's a proof of concept that you can create these uh, nano uh, rovers for, you know, a fraction of the cost of your big kind of Mars rovers. And right. you can put little sensors on them and, yeah. you know, they become kind of almost CubeSat. I mean, it, that's a bit bigger than a CubeSat, but it's it's not far from CubeSat size. Yeah, yeah. Because other rovers, I mean, the, the, the first rovers that went up to Mars and to the to the moon as well, I mean, there was... When people went to the moon, some of the later missions, they actually had buggies and stuff when they got to try, like golf buggies mm, type mm. style things, right? And that's reasonably large. Mm. Um, it's like a mini moak almost on the on the moon. But some of the first Mars rovers were actually quite small, quite quite ditty. They were sort of, you know, kids' pedal car size. Yeah, maybe the size of this table, yeah, yeah. right? And then up to the, the more modern ones, which are actually fairly sizable things because mm, they've got mm. a lot of stuff on them. But the first ones were relatively small. But this is even smaller than that. This yeah. is... Because small is good, right? If you're going a really long way, the bigger and heavier you are, the harder it is to get you off the Earth and into orbit and to the other end of the, you know, where you want to go. Exactly. So small is good. So if we can send something that can actually drive around, yeah, then that's great. Yeah, exactly. And so you can make these, uh, you know, things quite cheaply. They can be single purpose. They can, even if you only need them for a few days on the lunar surface, then they can do their job and then they're done. So I'm still worried for Iris, though. I, just, I don't know. I'm not going to sleep well tonight. Iris, the, the rover formerly known as Andy. Yes. <laughs> There's a story there. Someone knows. If you well, know, knows. listeners, if you know why, tell us. We want to know. Yeah. Right. So we've got some rovers going up there. Uh, we've got loads of little instruments. As I said, NASA's putting up a, a bunch of these things because mm-hmm. they can, and it's easy for them to do so. So that's cool. The other thing that, and this is the, the rabbit hole that I kind of went down a little bit too far, I suspect. <laughs> you haven't got a lot of work done over the last couple of days no, other than this, have no, you? No, no. Right. But that's okay because I can tell you now with great <laughs> enthusiasm what some of the other payloads are on this. Go on then. Um Peregrine yeah, on, lander. On mission one's peregrine so lander. There's a whole category in the payload system of time capsules. Oh, good. To what? To to just be a record of where we are. Well, <laughs> in, the, in arguably the end time. <laughs> is this what we're doing? All I can figure out is that it's a general send your tat to the moon. Oh, really? Yeah. Do we know what any of the tat is? Oh, there is plenty oh, of tat. Oh, good. You're saying this with a great degree of enthusiasm. I don't like this. I don't like <laughs> so, where this is going. So some of the time capsules um, include something called the Lunar Library, Yeah. which this is something that includes a lot of the written works of somebody decided that is good literature. Sure. Okay. You know, that's Someone perhaps a subjective decision. decision it's like, you know, know, Carl Sagan choosing a whole bunch of stuff to put on the Voyager. You mm, know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. we've got to choose something which is representative. Someone's got to make that choice. Yeah. Now, that Lunar Library includes the entirety of Wikipedia in English. Wow. That's quite a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I'm presuming that's on a, a you know, USB. I was about something. to say, this hasn't been printed out. Like, no, I, no, you know, no. That's a lot. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's going up there. That'd fill up your. Cubes that real quick. Yeah. There's also some Bitcoin going up. Great. Good. Well, I'm pleased about that. Yeah. Can we send for... all of it up? <laughs> Maybe not quite, but mm. there's, there's some of it going up. 
And there's this one project which I got quite interested in called the DHL Moonbox. DHL Moon. Now, DHL being the shipping company. shipping company. Are they sending up a thing where you can open the little thing in the front and stick your mail in so that when we do go to the moon, there'll be a DHL van driving past at 10 o'clock in the morning to pick up your stuff to take back home? Is this the kind of thing? Like what? Not quite. It's a box full of sections, compartments where people have bought individual little slots and just put their tat in it. Good. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That so was, that was definitely worth the fuel. Well, <laughs> what's, what's in there? So, so yeah, there, there's all sorts of stuff in there. You could have a look. Um, most of you can see actually who's bought it rather than exactly right. what the contents yeah. might be. But, but purchases of, of little sections of the DHL moon box include um, like a few schools. Mm-hmm. Um, includes something called Belgium to the Moon. <laughs> we don't actually have a space program, but we do have a spot in the DHL box, so that's almost the same. So they, I don't know yeah. if they're going to put the entirety of Belgium <laughs> up there. Uh, it's unclear to me what that no, no, means. Just a waffle, yeah. a waffle, and some really good beer. Yeah, and I uh, just getting on board with the, um, the cryptocurrency. Some Dogecoin are going up, and <sighs> yeah. Swear to God, like I, I'm on board with the school thing. I think, I think the. Um, the, the sort of the PR and the outreach of getting schools involved with this. I think that's that's money well spent. I think the, the Wikipedia thing, uh, okay, as representation in English, of course, of the world's knowledge, that's, that's not a bad choice. Dogecoin, really? I mean, what is that representing other than just sheer futility and bloody... It's not oh. the last time I'm going to talk about cryptocurrencies in really? today's podcast. Oh. No, it's not. Can I go home now? <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> Great. Good. Yeah. Exciting. Stay with us, listeners. This is going to be fun. So, yeah. So um, they've they filled up this, this particular one that's going up um, mm-hmm. next month. That's great. Uh, they are taking subscriptions if you want to purchase um, a bit of moon box for, I guess it would be Mission 2. Right. Okay. Um, from... The low, low price of 460 US dollars. Well, look, I mean, it depends how much you. space I get well, you. Well, a few cubic centimetres, yeah. perhaps. What would you put in it? Well, I've thought about my... Get, I, of course you have. Course I'm you just do. thinking about this now and I've got nothing. There's but, all sorts of suggestions on, on the websites, you know, because yeah. you can buy little boxes of different sizes. And Presumably it kind of there are things suggests. you can't send. You can't send anything digital, electronic, um, right. transmitting, right. etc. That would mess things up a bit. Yeah. Um, but after that, it just seems like there's a lot of kind of you can send your wedding ring, or you can send, you know, your dead dog's <laughs> old collar, or I don't, or your, I, or your dead dog first. <laughs> I don't know. First stuffed animal on the moon. So, so yeah, so I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get one of my son's socks and send that. That would be my choice. I like it. I like it because, you know, having encountered your son's affinity for socks the other day, I think that'd be a Quite keen thing. on socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he might miss the sock, but, you know. Well, he has got others. <laughs> <laughs> other socks are available. That's a nice idea, yeah. both sort of from a really sweet point of view and also a an eyebrow-raisingly, why is there a sock in this part of the box? Well, here's Emily Brothers. And the idea is, obviously, it would be a baby sock now. Yeah. But one day... When he's an adult, he might go to the moon and he could, you know, pair it up with the current sock. You know, that he's the wearing. sock doesn't grow with him. It's still a baby sock when he grows up. Well, he can take the other, the other pair, the other one of the pair, and see if they still, you know, fit. You know, oh, a I don't, idea. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that he could go to the moon. Mm, yeah, it's true. 
it's true. He's going. He's coming into. A, he's he's of a generation where going to the moon, as we're finding out in this podcast, is going to become pretty normal. I think. I mean, maybe mm. not for you know common or garden average person on the street just whipping up to the moon of a Sunday afternoon, but our long bit of history of having been to the moon and not going to the moon anymore seems to be coming to an end. Mm, definitely. Mm. So there you go. Put it this way. He's got a much higher chance of getting on the moon than I have. Oh, yes. Yeah. And me too. Yeah. So that's my choice. Do you have, a, have any ideas what you would send I up to the know. moon? I don't know. I mean, that's a really hard one. I'm going to have to give that some serious thought. But listeners, if you've got any really good ideas, I want to know. I want to know what you would put in for your 455, let's call it 500 US dollars, depending on where you're listening, in your own currency. What would you put in this little little section of your DHL box going to the moon? Mm. Interesting idea. And I think the biggest question is, do you add signature delivery? <laughs> I mean, it's not Amazon, so it's not coming tomorrow. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Get your... <laughs> and then you've got to hope that it goes to the moon and not to, you know, East yes. Anglia or something. Or, or Mars. Mars. And you just get a photo. I delivered it. And it's like, that's Mars. Clearly that's Mars. That's not the moon. What are you people doing? Get Robin to pick it up for us when he's up there. So um, this was the... We were, we were talking about... All the different bits that are going on this, the Peregrine Lander, which is mission one mm-hmm. of, what was it, Astrobiotic. Astrobiotic, Which is yeah. an interesting name, Astro and Biotic. We're going to the moon with a bunch of things in a, in a big box. Who are Astrobiotic? Who are these people? Well, it's an interesting um, question because they are one of the companies that started up when, do you remember Google had the Lunar X yes. Prize? Yeah. We're talking sort of the 2000s. It was, well, it started in kind of 2007, yeah, something about that. Yeah, like I was thinking that. mid, yeah. mid to late 2000s, yeah. Yeah, so Google offered up uh, $30 million US dollars for the first company that could send a mission to the moon, land, and kind of go a particular distance, like 500 meters do or its, something. Do its thing. Which, look, to you and me, $30 million is a lot of money. Going to the moon, you could burn through $30 million just putting the paperwork together. So, you know... That's a real challenge. Mm. That's getting like, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it different. Exactly. So it was designed to be a technology kind of um, incentive to get people to build cheaper, more reliable, private-based technologies that would be able to be, I guess, used for more commercial purposes yeah. than perhaps, you know, back at the, because, you know, 2007, that's still, you know, that was when you had NASA and ESA and not a and huge not, amount. Not a, not a heck of a lot else. Yeah. And and this is trying to sort of bootstrap not Apollo. Mm. You know, we don't want another Apollo. We've got people who are capable of doing that mm. and, and public money to burn. This is different. Mm. How are you going to do it? Exactly. 30 million on the table. So, I mean, in a way, the Lunar X Prize was a complete and utter failure because nobody got it. Right. They had to yeah, keep yeah. extending the deadline, extending the deadline. In the end, but it got I, people thinking. Well, definitely. There were kind of six-ish companies that had close enough to fruition ideas, plans, builds that it was kind of possible, but they kind of the Google put a final end date on it. I think it was about end of March twenty four, uh, no, twenty eighteen. And said, basically, if you're not done by him, that's it, we're done. Um, And six companies had launch dates, but none of them managed to get up, you know, onto the moon by that time. One company did make it in 2019, which was a company called Space IL. Mm -hmm. They got there. They kind of (laughs) crashed. 
<laughs> it didn't quite follow through, but no, yeah. But they got to the moon. So they got a million dollars. Okay. So, you know, he's a I mean, nice I consolation prize. I to think how much it costs them to get that far, but here's a million. Yeah. yeah. Just to, you to know. sweep up. Um, but yeah, so so Astrobotics was sort of started up as part of one of, they were one of those six kind of finalists, if right. you like. So they're kind of continuing on that. And obviously being a private company, they need to make some money. So they're, you know, com- commissioning, getting some NASA money, getting some... DHL postage, mm. <laughs> whatever, to, to get the company going. So that was kind of an interesting yeah. Do we know origin why story. Why, why Astrobiotic? That's it's not a great name. I'll, I'll go with no. Yeah. Anyway. Right. So then moving on to next mission. Now, if you didn't like Astrobiotic, mm. do you like intuitive it's not machines? That I don't, it's not that I don't like Astrobiotic. Just, I just, you know, raised eyebrow. Why? Why Astrobiotic? There's a, there's a reason there. Anyway, what's this one? Intuitive machines. Intuitive machines. I like even less. <laughs> what's, you know, who, who are these I people? I am one. Right. I am one is yeah. the, the mission. Yeah. Yeah. So another um, private company, they have 12 payloads. So a slightly more scaled back mission than mm. mission one. Um, we're expecting a launch from them possibly in June okay. of this year. So, and are they like an American company? Where are they from? Yeah, um, I think I think they're mostly American. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I didn't I didn't it's look where, into their deep dark origins. It's where the space is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so sort of semi private company. Again, they're using some of this NASA funding to get. Uh, so they're twelve payloads, five of them NASA instruments. Again. Now, probably the most talked about payload that they've got on there um, is one called Doge One. I'm not going to like this, am I? This is from a company called Geometric Energy Core, mm-hmm. which sounds like a villainous it does. It does. organization in a Bond film. It does. They've got a private island with rockets being launched out of a volcano. Yeah. Now, Doge One yeah. is a... Part a payload, which is about forty kilos. It was paid for entirely by Doge coin. Of course it was. Of course it was. Because why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, other than all the reasons why you wouldn't. But oh, look, I could go on a rant. I'm not going to. But good on them. Well done. And I mean, you know, our good old mate Elon. He's he's behind this. You know, he's he's he one of the people who's who's made Doge coin from joke, literal joke, to yeah, no, it's worth a fortune, mate. You should get into Dogecoin. It's great. Oh, must we? Yes. Must we take this seriously? Well, it's going up on a Falcon, so there's a little bit of vested interest there. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, this whole um, Doge one, mm-hmm. do you know what it's going to do once it gets there? No, I don't. You could. No. Pro- it's going to. It's, it's a commercial enterprise, right? You know. Yeah. So what's what's it going to do? I don't know. I mean, it's going to make some money. Sure, like advertising. <laughs> if it's, it's bad enough, it's just going to light up really bright with a big McDonald's advert or something. I don't know. It's what not is quite it? that. Well, no? anyway, it's got some images, uh, image, imaging cameras, yep. and it's got some sensors on it. Yep. So, ah, it's looking for stuff. Looking for stuff that we can... Take some pictures. Yeah. And it's going to sell the NFTs. Oh, no, <laughs> don't... Oh. Like I was thinking at least, and I'm not in favour of this, I'm not saying it's better, but I was thinking at least, but surely, you know, they're going to be looking around and going, that looks like that could be good for mining, or maybe there's some ice over there, or, you know, something which is, like, worth something in the capitalist sense of worth something. But NFTs, really? NFTs. Really. So, for viewers, listeners who don't know what NFTs are. Really, give me the... Just, oh. 
<sighs> I'm so glad we're doing this episode. <laughs> so what's an NFT, Chris? NFT is... This is me beating my head against the microphone. An NFT is very, very briefly, um, it is to um, physical objects or electronic objects what what cryptocurrency is to is to money. It's a it's a way of attaching something which ties um, an identity and an ownership to something which normally couldn't have it in a in a trustworthy way in the same way that cryptocurrency does right cryptocurrency is just some ones and zeros but they're definitely my ones and zeros and the way that i can show that they're my ones and zeros is inarguable right all of our computers will agree based on the system that these are my ones and zeros similarly if i've got a photo of a bit of the moon or a monkey or my own kneecap i can attach to that something which we can all agree in a very clever mathematics. I mean, the mathematics is amazing. It's awesome. Mathematically, identifiably, that is my electronic thing. It doesn't stop anyone taking a copy of that picture of my knee or the monkey or the bit of the moon. Like, I can have a copy of that, but that's just a copy. In the same way that you can have a copy of the Mona Lisa, right? There is a Mona Lisa. I can have a picture of the Mona Lisa. But you can't copy the actual ones and zeros because they're my ones and zeros and it's like yeah and yeah (laughs) my understanding with nfts too is that they're not quite protected by the same laws and universal or international agreements as cryptocurrencies seem to be that i'm not sure i think there's a little bit more goodwill that's going on behind the scenes for at least at the moment it's not stopping people profiteering off it in an obscene way In fact, I thought the NFT bubble had burst, but hey-ho. Oh, I probably had, but it's not going to stop people trying to flog pictures of the moon. NFT is a non-fungible token. Token, yes. And no one knew what fungible meant until pictures of monkeys with digital signatures on them came along. Anyway, there we are. But if nothing else, what you should do, even if you don't care about Bitcoin, even if you don't care about NFTs... Which I don't. You should go and learn how how, um, blockchain... You go and learn how blockchain works. That's the math. That is the interesting. Yeah, part. yeah. Oh, there's there's no denying the maths is fascinating and brilliant and amazing, and the people who came up with it deserve everything that that comes their way. It's the way it's used to justify so much nonsense. Can't stand it. Anyway, yeah, okay. good. So well, there you go. Yay, yay, yay. Doge one. So the first spacecraft the entirely people. funded by cryptocurrency, That's which is great. going to be generating quote unquote artwork that Fantastic. you can buy for some NFTs. Good. Yeah, shall we move on? Please. <laughs> so next one is a much more familiar territory for us. Yeah. We're talking about Chandrayaan 3. Yes, okay. So Chandrayaan 2, as we Back mentioned on comfortable ground yeah, earlier before, came <clears throat> from the um, Indian Space Research Organization, ISRO. And uh, Chandrayaan 2 uh, went had a very successful orbiter around the moon in 2019. Uh, however, had a... Rather catastrophic failure with their lander. And yeah, hence this rover. was the one where they were going to. They had the orbiter and then they dropped down the lander. Yeah, and the lander didn't. Just didn't, it, something didn't, didn't went really horribly well. wrong and yeah, it yeah. smashed into the moon at a stupid speed. And I mean, look, ambitious, and you got to you know you got to break a few eggs to make a space omelet or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, good old good old um, Indian Space Research Organization. They've, they've stood back up and they're saying, right, we're on to Chandrayaan three. Yep. Basically, a carbon copy of 
Chandra too. We're going to try it again. Yep. We're going to learn from our mistakes and we're going to do it same right Same lander, same rover. Mm. They're not doing the orbiter again because right. already got an orbiter. <laughs> already got one of those. Don't need another one of them. Yep. So, that was the bit that worked. Yeah. So they've got a lander and a rover heading up. Um, they've got a couple more instruments and they're going to have another crack at this whole landing awesome. on the moon business. Good luck with that one. That one I can get behind. Yes. Less the doge, more the this. Yes. Yeah. So Chandrayaan 3 due for launch hopefully in June this awesome. year as well. Good. Very exciting. Good. And speaking of national space organisations. Yeah, so that was you... India. You want to guess who Luna 25 is Okay, let me ask from. this question. Is that a translation? No, oh, okay. don't think so. Because I was going to go sort of your, your China, maybe, or... Well, Luna, as an L-U-N-A, it's, uh, okay. you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, China? Japan? No, no. no. This is Roscosmos. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I should have got that from the Luna. Yeah. 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 So this is, uh, Luna 25 was renamed. It was originally going to be called Luna Glob. <laughs> I think they should have stuck with that. I'd entirely line up behind the you know in the cheer squad for Luna Glob. Luna I'd, be, Glob. I'd get that on a t-shirt. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds a bit sticky to me. <laughs> it does a bit. It does a bit. Although as we did discuss, you know, moon dust is sticky. So. Yeah, yeah, but you don't really want your spacecraft to end up in a sticky mess, do you? You don't. You don't want to land in a glob. So no. what is Luna Luna what Luna Glob? X Luna Glob now Luna 1. Yeah. Luna, is it Luna 1? No, Luna 25. Luna 25. God, what am I saying? Yeah, so renamed of course because uh Roscosmos has a deep history of Luna exploration. Of course. It's just all from the 50s, 60s and 70s. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So Luna 24 actually launched in 1976. Wow. It's been a long time (laughs) since since the Luna missions really stepped up. Yeah. Wow. So it's a mission between innings. But it's you know the the overall program which is actually still called Luna Glob. Um I understand the glob is a translation of sphere. Sure. That's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. It's only to us that it sounds funny. Yeah. So yeah. sphere, Luna sphere yep. would be the I guess the English translation. Uh that's the overall uh, Roscosmos m- um mission to have a robotic moon base. Okay. That's fairly similar to lots of other countries who have sure. similar yep. aspirations. So that's fine. Um, they're going to send this Luna 25 with some science instruments to sort of see what's going on. I mean, we can all be fairly sceptical whether or not it will launch. Mm. I mean, Russia's not in the best way, shape or form it's right now. It's difficult right now. Yeah. Without going in too much into the international political situation, I sort of think they might be using the, most of their fuel for other projects right now. At the moment, yeah. But, so hey we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That one's scheduled to go when? That's scheduled to go the 13th of July. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see. Watch yeah. this space. Yeah, we'll see. And then finally, our last one mm-hmm. is SLIM. SLIM. I, I don't know where to start with this. This is an acronym, I assume. This of isn't course. just sort of something from, you know, New Mexico in the States. I'm no, just going to no. send up some really tall, skinny guy in a cowboy hat. No, no. no. This is from JAXA. Uh, Japan. Japan's yep. Japanese Space Agency. Yep. So SLIM it was originally started out life as the acronym was Small Lander for Investigating Moon. Okay, so that's SLIM. But it's not small anymore. You said it started out like uh, that. No, it's been changed to Smart Lander for oh, investigating Moon. Right. I'd like to be <laughs> like to have been in that committee meeting where they said, "Well, it is small, but that's not its defining feature. <laughs> the defining feature is that it's smart." Well, fortunately, we've got an acronym for that. You're actually you're hitting the nail on the head there, perhaps yeah. unintentionally. Okay. But the point is that it is a smart lander. What makes a smart lander? So it's got... Pers- Aren't all landers smart? 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like a, a infomercial here. It's got <laughs> precision landing technology. <laughs> You've missed your true call. <laughs> precision landing technology. As opposed to just falling wherever you go. Just well, boom, you laugh. There it is. You it's laugh. Over there. But the Apollo 11 landing box was five kilometers by 20 kilometers in size. And I've seen, have you seen the, the Apollo 11 film? They, yes. they put out where they, the restored film. I was terrified watching them landing that thing because it's like, who knew? Mm. No one knew at the time except oh, the no. people in the room. No one knew how close that was to disaster. Yeah. And they're like, over here. No, over there. It's going to land on a rock. And they're just right down to the mm. gun and they've got like two milliliters of, of fuel, fuel oh, left. And it's like, what the hell? Nobody knew. And yeah, you're right. It could have gone anywhere. Whereas this is precision landing. This is precision landing. So it's going to use facial recognition technology. There's no faces on the moon? No, there's not. But there's another type of feature on the moon. Rocks. Craters. Well, craters, right. yeah. yeah. So it's going to use that technology on crater patterns on the lunar surface. Seriously? To get the lunar lander to within 100 meters of a precision point to land. I mean... That's good and all. I kind of feel like 100 metres is still quite large room for error. <laughs> like, oh. can't you, like, within 100 metres square, that's like a lot of potential big rocks. Maybe. I mean, I'm not, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, but I'm, I'm not, feeling like, you know, from five by 20 kilometres. I mean, uh, imagine if you parked your car fair. at the other end of that box and you had to walk over there to get there. Okay. Look, I'm really not. You know, turning my nose up at Slim here. Well done. I think that sounds awesome and good luck to them. Yeah. I just, yeah, 100, okay, all right. I'll just shut up now. And like all good landers, you've got to have a little tiny rover to go with. Yes, yeah. good. So there's just a little... I think that's table stakes really, isn't it? You've got to have a rover. Yeah, if yeah. you want anyone to like your mission, you've got yeah. to have a little rover because yeah. we need to anthropomorph... <laughs> we do need to anthropomorphize them, yes. yes. We need to give them a good name. They should ideally look cute. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is a good name, though. Lunar Exploration Vehicle 2. L- Lev. Lunar Ex... Le- mm. Lev 2. Lev 2. Yeah, we've heard worse. It does sound we've like quite, worse a, on this quite po- a... on this edition of the podcast. Lev. I feel like I've met a Lev. At least it's not Doge. <laughs> Get that right. So, <laughs> moving right along. So, sorry, when's that supposed to be launching? Uh, so, Slim is launching in August. Right. I guess that's a window, so they haven't nailed down a date right. exactly just yet. So that's our six. Yeah. And that's all between now and August. Mm. So we are currently coming into late April, mm-hmm. May, June, July. August. That's the next four months. Yep. Wow, busy so, year. Yeah, some of those missions you may look forward to more than others. Some of them I'm just going to pretend we never had this conversation. Some of them you should really go and look at the Wikipedia article and look up what those 28 <laughs> payloads and the 20... I don't know, whatever different oh. sections of that box and what they contain. I'll do that on a day when I'm feeling stronger. A lock of hair from your nana, yeah. an old birthday I mean, card. Look, I don't know what you said, send up. You know, I, I'm, I'm on board with it because there's, there's so much goodwill and, and outreach and inspiration and stuff that you can get from that sort of thing. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. I think that's all right. It's when it just becomes space bros doing space bro muscle flexing stuff and just, oh. Yeah, but don't you feel like we're just sending junk to the moon? Yeah. Is that okay? Well, no. maybe it'll crash. Who's going to clean this stuff up? <laughs> one of the little rovers, probably. <laughs> it's going to be It's going to be like Wally, you know? Yeah. It's going to be one of these little rovers going around with a dustpan and brush going, I didn't know this was my job. This mm-hmm. was, I didn't sign up for this, you no, know? No, no. Heartbreaking. Yeah, here's your Nana's locket. <laughs> so I guess we, what we can perhaps look forward to yeah. is humans. Right. Yeah, of course, because none of these are humaned 
missions. None of these are, yeah. have, got, have got Homo sapiens on them. No, when you, can you send a human there to kick over the doge and just <laughs> get annoyed? Turn the rovers back over from when they flipped on their backs. The little wheels spinning in the yeah. air. Yeah, uh, help me, help Tickle me. them on the tummy. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, the big, big program that everybody is following is the Artemis program yes. from NASA. Yes, which they've chosen they've all of They've chosen the... the astronauts. Yeah, 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 which is very, very exciting. It is super exciting. Um, so they're, we're going to have the first woman on the moon. It's all all going very, very well. Um, so Artemis 2, I can't remember what happened to Artemis 1, but Artemis 2 anyway. Artemis 1, I think, I mean, it's already been up and around, hasn't it? Didn't they? That oh, was... that was the unmanned one. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah that's got, right. You, you know, you're not yeah. going to do your first one with, come on, kids, in you get, let's go to the moon. You know, was... No, it's just oh. Artemis 2. Um... Didn't Apollo 1 blow up? Pretty sure. I think Apollo one to like Several seven or something, In, did, including yeah. one of the ones that had people on board, which oh, is tragic. But hopefully we're not. We've learnt all those technological well, you'd hope. lessons. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Artemis two is November twenty twenty four. That's a moon loop de loop, basically. Right. Yep. Round yep. the back of the moon and back again. Yep. So not landing, not no. yet. We've still got a bit of way to go, but we're going to send people up and around and back again. Yep. And so the landing is going to be around about December twenty twenty five, which is. Like, that's just, that's basically tomorrow. This feels like closer than the James Webb space launch. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, after waiting, I don't even know how many years for James Webb to to get up there. Yeah. It feels like this is like tomorrow. Yeah. It is kind of crazy. And though I hate to admit it, someone like, and I know that the plans were well and truly in place. I know there were lots of people already thinking about it, but someone like the President of the United States, which let's not think too hard about who that was at the time, standing up and saying, we are going to do this. We're hmm. going to put someone on the moon. Kennedy, wasn't it? Well, no, Kennedy yeah. back then, but I'm oh, talking you mean this now. time. Oh, I'm talking yeah. this time. Donald Trump. And again, I know no, it no, wasn't no, his no, idea no, we'll, and he we'll, wasn't we'll, the one. We'll edit that out. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That never happened. But point is, someone saying, we're going to do it, puts a, a rocket underneath this and says, well, like, okay, I guess we are. And we're in an age where things have developed to the point where we can do that. Mm. Something like James Webb is strangely so much harder because it's such high precision and it's got to, you know, it's got to go to a special place in the right way and unfold itself. And it's a long, it's, like, it's a much, much, <clears throat> you can't even imagine how much further away James Webb yeah. is than the moon. It's, it's, it's so much harder. It doesn't seem like it because we've got, you know, wet, squishy live, live things on this rocket. Mm. That's surely got to be harder. No, 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 no. James Webb, so much harder than this, but doesn't take away from the fact that we're sending people to the moon in such a short period of time. It's staggering. The risk assessment must be pretty annoying, oh, though. the paperwork. Can you imagine? So I remember, actually, this is... Um, actually, I'm just looking at the poster on my wall because I was lucky enough to be in uh, Washington, D.C., for the 50th anniversary of the yeah, moon landing. in 2019. In 2019, yep. of course. Um, and That would have been a big, uh, big the, parade. Oh, yeah. There was there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. There was a, yeah NASA was all over that, Yeah, yeah as you would imagine. Yeah. It was brilliant. America was doing the whole, hands up if you've ever been a country that set foot on the moon. Oh, just us. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But they did it well and it was lovely. <laughs> Look, all it, credit to them. Apart from the weird balloon foot coming down. That was odd. But anyway. Balloon foot. Yeah, yeah. Monty the, Python style. Well, yeah, actually. <laughs> now that you <laughs> mention it. I don't remember that. That's weird. Oh, yeah. That, that, oh, because it's the moon. Like, it's the foot on the moon. So there was a big foot that was right. made out of balloons and it just kind of slowly lowered at the oh. at the 
time. Yeah, I didn't was, see that bit. That's weird. Yeah, they did, probably didn't hear that internationally <laughs> for <laughs> filming that one and just going, reasons. Yeah, no, edit that out. That didn't yeah, work. No, the weird balloon for aside, everything else was brilliant. It worked in the storyboarding, <laughs> but uh, yeah. No. Um, but the rest of it, and um, of course, NASA's massive presence there, mm-hmm. and uh, they were talking loads about the Artemis program, and that's you know they that was well on under the underway by that point. And I remember just sort of thinking. Yeah, okay. Believe it when I see it. Yeah, I mean, I think we all were, mm. you know, when they were talking about, and we're going to be putting people back on the moon in like six years. Like, really? I don't think you are. Mm. Really? I'd like, a, there was a lot of skepticism. But, you know, it's, Here we are. I'm, I'm, I'll eat my words now. It's, it's steaming well forth. Yeah. I mean, if there are delays, I don't, at, at this point, I can't imagine them being really long delays. Well, yeah, just so long as they don't go up on a starship, then they should be fine. <laughs> well, not, not one of the first ones. No. You know, it's, I think launching that and then having it blow up, you can claim that as success. Yeah. You know, it didn't blow up on the launch pad. We got the first stage. Yeah. It's the rest of the really hard stuff that they've got to go. But, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. And there's a lot of brilliant people working on that. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. just not such a cool person at the top of it. Yeah. Can we put him on? Actually, can we put him on the top of it? Oh. Could we get a petition together? Yeah, I think we could. Then again, if it works, do you want him to be the one? I might take that sacrifice. <laughs> you take that risk. <laughs> oh, you're going to have fun editing uh, out this one. <laughs> there goes our Tesla sponsorship. Oh, dear. Look, we should probably find our way out of this one before we... Uh, get taken to court. Emily, thank you so much for doing the hard work, doing the hard yards on uh, digging up all this info on us collectively as a species getting back towards the moon. We've been doing that for a while now, but it is amazing how much is coming up just in the next couple of months. Gonna have to give a bit of thought to what I would put in the little box, my, my little corner of the box. I'll see what I can come up with. It must be something good. There's going to be a lot of stuff up there to start dusting soon. And it's yeah. just going to sit there. Someone's eventually going to come and sort of open it up and go, why is there a sock in here? Listen, if listeners wanted to get in touch with us with their suggestions on what they would put in the box, Emily, how do people get in contact with us? Well, of course, we've got our fantabulous website. So syzygy.fm, S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y dot F-M. That's what we should put in the box. The website. Yeah. Put the website in the box. There's must. There's a way to do that. I'm sure there is. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to put an NFT on it? Yes. Damn yeah. it. That's what we should do. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Now, I have a request, actually, for mm-hmm. the website because yep. I was looking through that earlier today because amongst many things that I need in my life, mm-hmm. I am actually running out of space in my notebook. <laughs> in your notebook, yes. Yes. So I thought, what better than to get a Syzygy-branded notebook? Ooh, we could do that. Well, yeah. So I looked at some of the Syzygy merchandise, mm-hmm. which is brilliant, by the way. Yes. Go to syzygy.fm slash store, I think. Yeah, or just mm-hmm. the button at the top. Yeah, yeah. Just go to the website and find it. Yeah, yep. it's great. You can buy nice things, mugs, T-shirts, all yep. that sort of cool stuff. But I need a notebook. Yes. So I'm going to get you to on, okay. on the case. I'm on the case. Good. Next next episode, there will be news of a Syzygy branded notebook that you can purchase. Yep. Spiral bound, A5 thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Good. Blind. 
<laughs> but the point is... More than 100 pages. The point is, other than buying merch from the store, city.fm slash store, you can go to the City website and get in touch with us. There's a contact page there. You can send us loads of information about how much you love the show and what you would put in a box to send to the moon. Other things you can find on there, all of our past episodes and the great cosmic wall of thanks where we put up the names of everyone who has supported the show, including all of our Patreon supporters. And if you want to be one of them, you can go over to patreon.com slash syzygypod and become a financial supporter of the show and keep the electrons flowing. Other ways you can get in contact with us are through what remains of the uh, the, the the wreck of social media in 2023. We no yep. longer do the one that shall not be mentioned, but we are on the Instagrams. We are. We yeah. are. We're on the Facebooks. We're on the Facebooks, yeah. If you yep. want to find us on Facebook, you just enter Syzygy Podcast into the little search box. On Instagram, we are... Well, I'm going to take a stab here with Syzygy Pod. That's us, Syzygy Pod. Generally, if you want to find us on the interwebs, Syzygy Pod is how you do well, it. You can click those things through from the website, actually. Yeah. That's true. So if That's you only true. remember just, the website... Just go to syzygy.com. FM. Listen, we should probably tie it up there. So, um, we'll look, this is two weeks in a row. This is something of a record for mm, us. Mm. Yeah, that's a streak. Yeah. No so, neighbours, no children. We're no. needing any sort of medical attention. No. That's brilliant. Touch wood. So, we will endeavour to try <laughs> for a streak of three in a row. Might see you in plus or minus a week, a week's time. What do you reckon, Emily? Sounds good. All see right. See you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.